Hi, my name is Amber from Audio 9 Designs Interior Design Edition. Today, we're going to be talking about what is an interior designer and what do they do. Now, despite the names being very similar, an interior designer and an interior decorator are two vastly different career professions. One of the biggest differences is an interior designer may decorate, yet an interior decorator does not design. Interior design is made from the art and science of developing and enhancing one's interior, and sometimes even the exteriors. A makeover artist is sort of the same as an exterior designer, after a fashionable and stylish shopping extravaganza. A designer's job is to achieve a healthier and more well-balanced environment for their client. They do this by planning, researching, coordinating, and managing projects. Why does a designer do all of this? For many reasons, some of which include aesthetics, personal safety, functionality, and sometimes just because the client tells them to. Now, I'm sure that there were many a design decision made by the fact that the client was paying them to design it. Industrial processes are actually a big part of the current development of the interior design profession. Contemporary design has come by the pursuit of spatial volume development, user well-being, and finding functional ways to organize your home. Interior design has come a long way. The actual profession comes in at just over 100 years old. However, the desire to facilitate one's living area has been documented in numerous ways all throughout history. From cave drawings which indicated art or stories that decorated the interiors of the earliest man's homes, to the Egyptians' soul houses that had very intricate interiors that showed the value that ancient Egyptians placed on their dwellings, and further on to the Victorian era and modern-day designs. In ancient India, interior designers were actually architects, which makes a lot of sense when you think about the roles and responsibilities that designers play. You can see sculptures and ancient texts depicting events from the Indian mythology in places like palaces that were built in the 17th century India. This kind of goes back to cavemen depicting stories as well. However, the ones in India are not as crude as those you would find on a cave wall. In the mid to late 19th century, the middle class and industrial countries drew in size and demand for design services greatly increased. As large furniture stores branched out into the general interior design, they began offering full home furnishings in various styles. This idea flourished for the businesses from the mid-century to 1914. Eventually, though, this business model was passed up when along came a passel of young, independent, and often amateur designers. This, of course, is what would lead the way to our more modern view of designers. This new profession made its way in the mid-20th century. There's actually quite a number of things that go into being an interior designer. An interior designer must adhere to building codes, regulations, ADA requirements, and make sure that all aspects of their spaces that they create are functional and safe. This goes beyond a decorator's job of color palettes, furnishings, and accessories. Now there is a head full of things to keep track of. It really does take a special kind of talent to work in this field and keep everything straight. There are three main kinds of modern interior design. We have residential, commercial, and everything else that tends to fall under the category title of other. I'll dive a little deeper into each category to give you an idea of everything that could be involved in this spectacular kind of work. I mean, whoever said that this is an easy job did not do their research first. So, let's begin with our residential category. Residential. I'm guessing that is where the people reside, right? This type of design is used on a very individual basis. 
Everyone has their own likes and dislikes, and uses and not so useful uses. This style of design is geared towards the individual's needs, wants, and desires. It can be a very involved process, from the initial planning stage to the remodeling stage and all the way through the redecorating phase. This process can take months to fine-tune and visualize the space for the client. Next up, and with quite a bit more to talk about, we have commercial. Now, commercial design does cover a large range of subspecialties, including the retail side of things such as malls, shopping centers, department stores, specialty stores, showrooms, and visual merchandising. Corporate, which includes things like office design for banks or other conference room style arenas. Healthcare includes designs for medical offices, such as dentists, psychiatric facilities, medical specialist facilities, hospitals, assisted living, as well as other research buildings like laboratories. So basically any place that you go to get treatment can fall under this category, including sanitariums, but I think they had a standard decorating style of grunge down and bleak looking. Nothing too original about that, I'm afraid. Now, hospitality and recreational designs, on the other hand, way more interesting. This includes cruise ships. I absolutely adore cruising and the interior designs that go along with that are spectacular. Hotels will fall into this one too, of course. The family of the hospitality world. Along with hotels, we have the cousin, motels, the rich relatives, resorts, and the bohemian sister, cafes. And then there are the others, like bars, casinos, nightclubs, theaters, opera houses, sports centers, gyms, health clubs, spas, restaurants, and many, many more. All of these wonderful, fun places fall into the hospitality and recreation. And why shouldn't they? These are the places you go to have fun, be doted upon, get away from life, see new things, and all around, relax. So, the interior, and sometimes exteriors in this case, must complement this relaxing feel perfectly. Exhibition designing can include museums, exhibition halls, art galleries, and specialty designs for showrooms and exhibition galleries. This is the subcategory style that showcases other styles. There is also the category of sports. Now, some of these styles also fall into other subcategories, but in this sports section, we have gyms, stadiums, swimming pools, basketball halls, and the like. You may find crossover between categories, and that is why this industry is as big as it is and a part of everywhere we look. Another subcategory is visual and spatial branding. This is space used to express a corporate brand. This works almost hand-in-hand -hand with the subcategory that revolves around traffic buildings. That also includes bus stations, subway stations, airports, docks and piers, and several others. Most of the interior you see at these style of places will include some sort of corporate branding. Along with the branding, we have the institutional subcategory, which includes government offices, financial buildings, such as banks and loan offices, schools, universities, trade schools, religious facilities, and so on. The list is endless when you really start to break it down. Not only are there the before-mentioned styles of design, but there are also the people and types of designers and where they learn that fall into this category. Now, people that are interior designers by profession may be self-employed or may have employment in a private sector firm. They also could be former professionals and currently teach in a private or public institution that offers classes on interior design. So how does one go about finding themselves in the interior designer industry as a profession? 
Well, like most other professions, there is copious amounts of study and education that go along with it. Now, you don't have to go to school or university and get a doctorate or anything. There are many styles of learning, just as there are many styles of designing. But you have to keep in mind that with designing comes great responsibilities of making sure you can meet requirements of codes and regulations. How do you turn your education into a career? Well, that really depends more on what style of career you are looking for. If you want to go into designing as a self-employed private individual, then first order of business is to have business cards and a lookbook. This lookbook will include things that you have designed. Most of the starting out pictures and pages will have to be work that you have either done in school or volunteered for. As you start getting hired, you can replace these images with those of work you have gotten compensation for. You can also turn to private firms that already have clients. All you have to do then is to get an interview and land the job. All of the actual work will be brought in by the company you work for. As a side note, if your overall intentions are to be self-employed, you can start by being an intern or working at one of these firms to help build up your lookbook. After you have your career in full swing, you have your job and are meeting with clients, you will see that the educational part of getting here is well worth it. Your job will not just be about going to art galleries and picking out some new painting to hang in the dining room. That would actually come at the very end of a project, if at all. In fact, most of your time will be spent in meetings with clients, builders, and architects. You will have to focus your long hours on meeting deadlines set by everyone else. You will also have to stay within a client's budget, and all of this for the goal of meeting clients' needs. This profession, for the right people, is one of the most rewarding things that they do in their lives. They are giving back to the world, not only by designing something for those that commissioned them, but also for leaving a legacy on this earth for many more generations to come. If you don't believe me, think back to some of the earlier designers. Just because modern design was influenced by past cultures doesn't mean we invented interior design. Think about the Egyptians, Greeks, Romans, Persians, ancient Chinese dynasties, and Russian palaces. All of these places that are so beautifully built, and yes, my friends, designed. These interior designers of our past paved our way for modern design, yet they left their mark in more ways than just shaping our future. If you would like to be a part of the future as well as your present, then this is an excellent profession to be in. Many who have done this before spent their life in passion designing the wonders of the world. Think what kind of honor it would be if you were the one who was allowed to design the Great Pyramids, or the Hanging Gardens, or even be the one who designed Stonehenge. These designers of our past left their designs for us to be inspired by, and they still have a place in our museums and our hearts. Designing is more than just about moving furnishings around or buying new decor. It is about beauty and peace and an overall sense of well-being for the clients that we help. So, what is an interior designer and what do they do? Bottom line, an interior designer is someone who brings to light the desires of their clients in a functional and artistic way. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Audio 9 Design, bringing you interesting facts, the latest news, updates, and trends in the design industry. Tune in again by checking back at Audio 9. That's the number 9, design.com.